0: Episode of touch em all <clears throat> i am your host hayden mcdaniel alongside me as always on touch em all is the latino lady magnet himself mr jose del rio man a lot has happened today in the world of baseball i told y'all last week that i was we were going to talk about the my, talk a little bit more about minor league baseball and the current conditions that they are in when it comes to living and other um accommodations in minor league baseball but unfortunately we're switching gears a little bit tonight a little bit more unprepared than normal because major league baseball just came out with some breaking news on the current lockout situation and also we're going to talk a little bit about some korean baseball tonight um and certain things that are going on out there that definitely caught our eye this week but first off Jose, man, what a freaking last several hours because well, Major League Baseball dropped a bombshell today about the current lockout situation.
1: Well, you said that there a lot has happened today. In my opinion, too little has happened today. Yeah. In, in terms of the progress of this whole lockout. Um, too little know. has
0: caused something big to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were, you were telling me about it, and uh, – it's sad that, again, I'm going to side with the players on all of this. And yeah. I believe that Major League Baseball, the owners, are in control of what's going to happen next. They have total, uh, they could start the season today, and not today, but, you know, end the lockout today if they wanted to. But they're just, they're, they're being very, very stubborn. Um, I believe they can start the season and figure this out as the season is going.
0: I Played agree. The with you. Same
1: rules of last year. Just get it done. We don't want to miss a game of baseball uh, this year. But at this rate, at this rate, we are not going to start the season on time unless something major, crazy big happens, which I have no – I don't see anything like major happening, any major developments in terms of ending this lockout. I think we're going to have a late start to the season. And how sad that is. It, that is just so sad. Thanks.
0: Here's my thing. I think the owners are bluffing a little bit. I think they're trying to show that oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna bow down to the players, blah blah blah. Uh, we we're willing to miss a few games to you know, prove our point. but I, I think the owners, I, I, I think they're a little bit more concerned than they're letting on. Um, I think that they want to get this season, uh, want to get a full season in. Because again, like I mentioned last week, they missed a lot of revenue in 2020. As I had kind of fans think. out, you know, buying, you know, gear, buying tickets, buying food, drinks at the game, buying uh, merchandise. I don't know if I said that already, um, but uh, I, I think deep down the owners are a little bit scared, and I think this mediator coming in is. I, I hope it. I hope it brings something. I hope that now that there's somebody in the middle, maybe that cooler heads can prevail a little bit, and there can be a voice of reason in the room. Because um, I mean, the players have been fairly reasonable throughout the process. The owners haven't, but maybe having a, a little bit more of a voice of reason for the owners to um, to hear, maybe it, maybe this will bring progress. I'm trying to choose to stay on the positive side and remain optimistic. Um, because man, the meetings have not—they haven't been good this week, and I'm hope. Like I said, I'm this will um, this will bring a little bit bring them closer to the table and bring them closer to getting a deal done. Um, just in particular areas, I because I, I, it, it's got to get done. It's got to get done. We need baseball, and um, yeah, I hope that this mediator comes in and maybe. Maybe sets it straight. We'll see. I don't know. But, uh, again, it's it's just going to show that Rob Manford, and I said it last week, is screwing this game up, and he is going to destroy it if something doesn't happen. And by something happening, I mean even if he has to step away and step aside or even if he has to be fired. I hate for people to lose their jobs, but at this point, I don't care. Rob Manford could be fired. Um, um. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping we see something, man, because something's got to be done.
1: Yeah, this is this is something that's gone on for too long. Um, and I and I like your optimism about them bringing this mediator. This, I, I guess the federal government, you can request that if labor and, and, you know, the owners are in disagreement after a while and they can apparently it's a third party, unbiased individual. But I, I think the issue goes deeper that, that that may help things. But at the same time is this the sign that things are getting worse and someone else has to get involved? Why can't both sides be able to, to, to respect each other and, and, and their offers and their requests to do it by themselves. So I don't know if this is a sign of why can't deep, adults be adults? trouble. Yeah. But you know, it's somebody wanting more than the other is really what it comes down to. And there's no, there's not any compromise anytime soon. So it's, it's risking a lot to be honest in this time where baseball And sports in general, we've seen some decline in in terms of of their growth. This is the time that they should really be investing on the field products and not arguing about little things. And we're in in risk at not starting the season on time because of a labor dispute
0: for the first time in in a very long time. Yeah, and since 1994. um, But, yeah, apparently 1994 was way worse than this. So, I mean – I, I don't know. There's still people optimistic that, you know, it, the season may not start right on time, but it might start within, you know, 10 to 14 days of the originally scheduled time. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, we're not going to get into all that right now. But, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm i choosing to be optimistic, but there is that side of me that's very concerned. I would be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. Um, the, yeah. This is... This, Look at, I mean, you look at other sports right now. You look at the NFL. The NFL just brought the best playoffs in in the last uh, ten to fifteen years. I mean, this is these have been the best playoff games I've seen in a long time. Uh, the NBA's the NBA's peaking. Um, many other sports are peaking, and the MLB is declining because of this situation. So something's mm-hmm. got to happen. Something's got to happen if the MLB wants to keep up with the Joneses, and um, I, I hope that the owners see that, but I don't know. I, there's there's just too many egos involved, too many people involved in this situation. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't even understand why we have unions. I, I don't know. I just don't understand this whole political side of of baseball. It drives me crazy. Um, I just want to see baseball. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I just want to see baseball and I just want to see my team win another world series. That's all I want to see at the end of the day. And, um, and I want to see some of the best players in the game because we're very fortunate to have that opportunity in this country. And we have some – I mean, some of the best players in the game are, I mean, coming to – I mean, they're coming to Atlanta this year. I mean, you got the Angels coming to Atlanta this year. You've got And I want to have the opportunity to see that selfishly. So um, – and you've got kids that, you know, that are missing watching their heroes play and, you know, stuff like that, man. It's just – it goes beyond – it goes beyond the wins and losses here. It goes beyond, I mean, we talked about it last week, the memories, the um, opportunities to really know who your favorite players are. You've got players missing a year of, you're messing with a player's peak for certain players. I mean, Freddie Freeman, for example, is like 32, 33 years old. You're missing a a year of his prime all because these guys are arguing about money. Mike Trout, Mike Trout's in his thirties. I mean, you're, it's a very value, it's there's valuable time being missed for some very good players that we have been very fortunate to watch over the years. And um it's all because you've got a bunch of greedy millionaires and billionaires, you know. Yeah. Just um fighting have, over a dollar.
1: There there's a tweet that I read uh earlier and I and I want to share it, it was this guy named uh Joe Doyle uh, I think he covers minor league baseball, but he said, according to Forbes, the average valuation of every major league baseball team has grown by close to 140 million dollars every single season over the last decade. That was 140 million, by the way. Owners could end this lockout comfortably by agreeing to spend just 10 million more each year. He's and he's saying, "Do you not side? Do not side with the owners?" Is what he's saying. Yeah, they are I mean- getting greedy and greedy. And the reason the players have a union is because the owners would roll them roll over into them if That's they weren't true. united and, and against them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Imagine for us as, as Braves fans, you have the world uh, champions, defending world champions next year, and there's a possibility that things may not go their way. You know, last time this happened in 94, that was the year before.
0: We lost a precious year. 94 could have been a World Series year, too, for us. Yeah. We lost a precious year of a very beautiful run. And here we are again in another beautiful run. And we're facing the same situation. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm choosing to remain optimistic until there's a reason not to be optimistic. I mean, th- today was a very good reason to not be optimistic. But, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe this mediator will step in and uh, bring, bring them together. And I just – maybe, maybe – Maybe somebody will show the owners, that look, y'all, y'all being a little bit too greedy. But, you know, yeah. you, you never know with billionaires that are trying to, you know, keep every penny because apparently they need a penny. Um, you don't know, man. It, it, it's yeah. frustrating and you can hear the frustration in my voice probably. Um, there and, is another bad development in all
1: this um, I was reading. Uh, there's a sources that say that Major League Baseball has told the Players Association it will not make a counter offer. After two major league baseball, after MLB two days ago said said they would, and they haven't made a, a, a counter offer to to the players association. So they're basically stalling. The owners are they do not care. You you know you you say that if you stop you were saying that if you stop the season you know they're going to lose money in the stands and all that. They're too greedy for the to care about that. They're looking in the in the long term. Hey, if we can keep more money, great for us. And so you know they're keeping it and. I, I, you have to believe at this point, we are not going to have a season that will start on time. It's just not going to happen. There's no way. Yeah. with The way things are going.
0: Yeah, I know. And I mean, I, I, at this point, let's see baseball. I don't care if it's start. I mean, I want to see it start on time, but at this point, can we get it? Can we have baseball in April? That That's kind of where I'm leaning towards at this point. Are we going to have baseball in the month of April? And that is yet to, that is remain, that is yet to be seen. But, um, I don't know. I'm hoping that yeah. something I'm hoping that something happens soon because this is killing the game. I saw something before we got on tonight to the, for the pre-show about um, attendance at baseball stadiums being down like 37% over the last I I forget how many years it's been, but it's down. It's already down as it is. You bring out this, you bring in this lockout, you bring in this whole scenario and you're already losing a lot more fans. So I, I think it was in Rob Manford's tenure that, um, that baseball attendance at baseball games has been down 37%. So, and you bring in this lockout now and you bring in a, a, a commissioner who is not showing his players any leniency, not showing that he cares for the players at all, not showing that he cares about the fans. This is going to continue to go downhill if this keeps up. And, you know, it, it, they, it's, it's, it's a shame. It, it's it, a crying shame. That it, it if they down
1: really this. cared about the sport in its future, they would have changed a lot of things in the past. And they have failed to act. Instead, they do stupid things like a runner on second. Uh, you know, the whole runner on second for extra inning rule. These dumb clock rules. The game of baseball is actually fun. It doesn't need to be, you know, all these dang rules that they're adding. They're not investing on the product on the field. They're investing in selling more merch, selling more things, uh, and and going after these mega TV contracts where a baseball fan, uh, it should not be nearly impossible for a Braves fan in Atlanta to be able to, to watch a game on TV. It, the way it is now is if you want to watch a baseball game, you better have cable and you better have, I don't know, how many tiers into the cable system you have to get through in order to watch it on TV. It's not enough to, for you to buy Major League Baseball TV or MLB TV and uh, and be able to watch your, your own team. Uh, right. They make it nearly impossible for you to be able to watch your hometown team sometimes because guess what? Their contracts are written in, in a fact, in a way, that they're going to make more and more money and the fan is left. So look at that when when a fan has all these options of things that they can do, they're going to choose something else. The internet is 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 you know, you gaming, the internet, any other sport, anyone can watch. Soccer is blowing up in the US and 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 I think they're doing a good job at and bringing fans and making it a lively atmosphere, really investing into the game. Whereas baseball is, hey, where where can we make some money? And there's only a couple people in baseball to blame for, and that's the owners and, and the commissioner himself that is hired by the owners. Um, so what a shame to see our sport like this. Hopefully the players stand up and stick it to them and, and
0: rules and things change because this is, this is not good. Yeah, this you're right. I mean, it's not, it's plain and simple. It's not good and it's not going to get any better unless, you know, either egos are set aside or changes are made. And um, one or the other has to happen at this yep. point. And may I do have some probably, good news, but, though. All right, what's this good news? Um,
1: I was on Reddit earlier. I don't know if people like to follow, but Reddit is a great platform for the uh, the, the baseball uh, subreddit and the Braves one. The number one trending thing today was mm-hmm. Matzik and his seventh, seventh inning performance in the NLCS uh, making – you know how many you strike out four batters. The best pitching performance, relief pitching performance I've ever seen in my life, and that video does not get old. Oh, I uh, know. Fans across baseball are still talking about it today. It is February the third, and uh, it's still three months removed from winning was. the
0: World Series. Three yes. months and a day removed from winning the World Series,
1: and here we are. I mean, that is gold. I mean, it's still one of my favorite moments of all of the time, you know, of this playoff, certainly, but of all time for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tyler Matzik kind of was a big part in what we call breaking the Atlanta curse. I mean, Tyler Matzik came in in a very tough situation, which over the last 25 years, the Braves have crumbled in that situation. And Tyler Matzik came in and just absolutely blew the doors off of the Dodgers. And they call. I, I read it. I read somewhere on Twitter today. Somebody called it the pitching for performance heard around the world. That that's very accurate. That's a very accurate um, description. Oh,
1: and you know what? That's got to be the same. That's what this is t- uh, titled. So it might be the same guy that posted it on Twitter. But yes, the six outs heard around the world. Yeah, that's what it was. The six outs around the world. And it's easy to forget the eighth inning. He was also
0: perfect. He came in for two relief innings. All right. And he he did that many times throughout the series. I mean, Brian Snicker well, definitely relied on Tyler Matzik in very tough situations, and was like, "Look, you're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna stick with you, and we're gonna go all in." And Tyler Matzick delivered.
1: Yeah, when I and I'll be honest, uh, and I think I texted you this early on in the Brewer series, they brought in Matzik, and I'm like, "Oh, they're really gonna bring Matzik in this situation," and you're like. <laughs> And you're like, he's our best guy. And I'm thinking, ooh. And I don't know why I really said it. It's because anybody really in the bullpen at that point, starting, it didn't have to be Matsek or Will Smith or whatever, was still like a question mark when you're in a pressured uh, <laughs> spot like that. Right? right. And he went on to prove me absolutely wrong. I mean, this just the he has got he's gotta he's gonna go down as one of the best oh, yeah performance ever I mean yeah. and if you look at the video just watch him he it's like he's just you know playing literally just uh, he got a uh, Mookie bets on the I think three straight fastballs and the third one he swung at uh, the other two he just could barely just watch you know uh, no. yeah,
0: beautiful, moment. Is, beautiful moment in time yes I'll we'll never forget something that will live on embrace country forever and just, we got to see it live you and I did yep I think that day, yeah, that was the game I missed because I had COVID. But you were there, and I think I was I was on Facetime with you when it happened. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I, there were so many games that we go to. You know, yes, there were so many games that we went to throughout the postseason, and um, that they all kind of run together. But yeah, man, that was that was a very special moment um, in the history of this organization, and one that hopefully. 15, 20 years from now they're making a movie about because man, Tyler Matzik himself is a movie in the making from battling the Yips, getting sent back down to the minors for many years and Walt Weiss coming to Atlanta and being like, hey, let's uh let's sign this guy because he had managed Matzik in um in Colorado. And uh, so he then we took a chance on him and he's he's delivered. By the way, Jose, I'm gonna give you a trivia question real quick. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Ooh. Um. All right, so Tyler Matzik made his debut, I think, in 2014,
1: 2013. Yes.
0: Can can yes. you can you name the hitter who that that was the his first strikeout victim because he was a starter? Yes, I at the can. Time. Who Freddie was Freeman? Yes, sir. I watched that
1: clip, and he he not only did he strike out Freddie Freeman, he was lights out against the Braves in, in, in at at Coors Field. I mean, who would have ever guessed something like that?
0: I know it's insane. His first, I think, his first performance was against the Braves, and then uh, he became a key part of breaking the Atlanta curse. So yep. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, before it, all it, that,
1: he was uh, independent league, and I mean, he had all kinds of jobs. There's a great podcast that he's appeared on that uh, I don't remember the name, but just him just talking about uh, just kind of an inside view of, of how it all went down. It's it's pretty pretty. Yeah, cool. it's pretty <laughs> cool.
0: Something that I think somebody in Hollywood will eventually grab. Um, well, I don't know in Hollywood because yeah, they might be bitter for many years out there in L.A. because we took <laughs> one of their uh, precious championships. But uh, sorry, not sorry, Dodgers fans. Um, but anyway, um, let's talk about a, a, another organization in baseball that that is actually thriving right now outside of the United States. Let's talk about a Korean Baseball League. Did you hear about the uh, the umpire situation there this week?
1: Yes, I did. Um, one, before I even go into that, Korean baseball and Japanese baseball, if you ever watch a game or – I haven't really – Oh, they're so much game, fun to watch. But – and even Mexican League and all the Caribbean leagues, why can't we have a league like that in the U.S.? I mean, of course we have the best league, right, in terms of talent. but. right the fans and, and how they express themselves like it's out of this world the mascots how loud it gets the music the it's just it's like a different atmosphere and right. uh, yeah you're right korean baseball and, and some of these other leagues are are um, expanding and doing really really well uh you would think the major leagues would uh, do something to to you know follow that but right you know what what would we know about all that you know yeah so exactly sorry. at this
0: point okay you know, oh, uh-huh
1: Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to bring up the
0: strike zone that they, that uh, you actually sent to me earlier this week. Well, I was and actually going to – oh, go uh-huh. ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, no, go oh, ahead. No, I was actually going to piggyback a little bit off of what you said there. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a picture, I guess from 2003, 2004 the other day, of Pedro Martinez walking off the mound in Yankee Stadium. And you could see – like, as he was walking off the mound between innings, you could see the Yankees fans, like – Almost wanting to get as close to Pedro as as they could without you know, it to where it was where it was legal, about as close to the line as they could as, as Pedro's walking off walking off the mound, and Yankees fans were like trying to get in his face, just trying to get in his head the whole entire time. You, you know the I mean we talk about Yankees fans being you know annoying sometimes and you know having you know being if there's any Yankees fans out there listening to this show we're not bashing you we're, uh, we but as atlanta fans we have had our encounters with yankees fans but they were talking about the passion you don't see that kind of passion anymore out of fan bases because of how much you know the political saga has gotten into the sport you know it's it's taken away the passion of the fans and it's taken away the love of the game from many fans i mean the rivalry of the red sox yankees since then, has has gone. I mean, it, I mean, it's still a rivalry, but you don't. You're see. right. You're right. You remember the fights? The oh yeah,
1: uh, Pedro Martinez. <laughs> what did he knock out? Don Zimmer, or he threw uh, him out of the crowd. I actually threw, was reading up on that the other day. That was he funny. threw him from the crowd like an old man. For anyone who doesn't know who he is, and he fell down. <laughs> he threw like that kind of stuff, or like the. I mean, Pedro Martinez had a lot of fights that he had, but like that kind of stuff is just, you, uh, you, that just doesn't happen anymore. I think it's just become, because it's not really about politics in general. It's, I think it's, well, maybe in the sense that it's just a very soft culture that we have been brought up in. Perhaps the younger generation, even worse, where everybody gets mad and pissed off at the little things. Exactly. And I'm not talking about offensive things, you know, And although that's a different story. I'm talking about like, you know, the fights and the, and, and just that intensity that, that got into the sports, all sports. Like, let them play. Let them have fun. I think uh, hockey has kind of kept it a little bit like that. But, yeah, you're right. You don't even see that in, in, in football as much anymore. Uh, right. Where it used to be, you know, anything happens, swing, you know, people are swinging at each other. You know, now you get suspended more for fighting than for actually cheating in the game of baseball. Exactly. Exactly. You do on that. Yeah. Um, should not be 2017 world champions, by the way. I think I've already said that many times. But it's just trophy. Yeah. It, again, it goes back to let's please everybody. And, oh, yeah, the Houston Astros, Let's let's let them keep the trophy because everybody was doing it. The fact that, well, that's another story for another day. But it's just it's all about pleasing as much people as possible. You're not going to have it. The loyal baseball fans are going to get screwed up are getting screwed because of this lockout, because of all of this rules and regulations that are being put into the sport. Um, it's changing the game. So yeah, anyway, absolutely. I miss those times. Yeah. I do, too, do you, you remember any times the Braves passion from the fan base or from, from a player that just got people going and yeah, any, any times you,
0: you can think of. I mean, I remember, how, I, I do remember Chipper Jones absolutely killing the New York Mets and the New York Mets fans just absolutely hating him like oh, for, me, great. Yeah. for me that that's that's just absolute pure beauty. Um I remember, you know, Braves fans. I mean, just in 2012, I mean, I, I don't condone throwing stuff onto the field when when you know, you're not happy about a call. I mean, it happened early it happened this year. Alec Baum still hasn't touched home plate in that situation by the way. Um I I've seen it out of Braves fans before. I have. I have um, especially back in, you know, the 90s, the 2000s. Um, but one that sticks out sticks out to me is you know, anytime Chipper would light up the Mets, I mean it would just bring joy to every Braves fan, um, and we kind of see that now with Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley killing the Mets the way they do. Um, uh, and one, another name that pops into my mind is you know, I, I can't remember if there was a fight or what happened, but John Rocker and Mets fans going back and forth at it um, many times uh, to just you know it's just a, just situation. Wait, Jay,
1: wasn't John Rocker the racist?
0: Martin's yes. Player. Yeah, yes. he said some awful things. He said I mean, he said some really bad things. That's not passion, that's just arrogance. But um I just some things that you know that I remember from back in the day that uh that you know, man, you just don't see that anymore. And um, I think I think we might have that again, but there's old baseball
1: fans that are way too stuck in their ways. Right. that are mad at the bat, bat flipping or uh, as much as I hate Allie, uh, Correa, um, Carlos Correa, and I hate what he did with, like, this is my time and throwing all that stuff. Honestly, that brings attention to the sport. It makes the rivalry way more intense. It makes uh, – I mean, it felt amazing to be able to – when the Braves pitcher struck him out, basically he did nothing against the Braves in the World Series. Right. That It just kind of – you know – Brings life to the sport. What uh, Vladdy is doing up in, in Toronto is amazing. Um,
0: Acuna, I mean Acuna. Acuna.
1: Like you just see that, the, that, the,
0: that. There's an example right there. I mean, you got the um, the history between him and the Marlins. Anytime he flips the bat, next time, next his next at bat, the Marlins are hitting him. So you yeah,
1: know.
0: It, it's that kind of thing that the game needs
1: uh, and 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 should promote or at least be supportive of. That that will make the sport better. I mean, you kind of see it a little more in football, the, the, the rivalries, the, the things that are being said, the things that are being done. And, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should be fighting each
0: other and things like that, but just let the players play, you know, as they right. say in baseball, let the kids play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, would, I agree with that 100%. I think, uh, I think it's time to let the, let the egos go. Again, let the egos go. Let the, uh, Put everything aside and, and acknowledge that the game has changed. And you know, you just gotta let the game be played the way it's going It needs to be played. And right now, I mean, you've got players that are passionate in different ways. They're showing their passion in different ways now. Um, you know, it's anytime you hit a home run, you're flipping the bat, or you're sitting there, you're admiring what you did. I mean, shoot, if I hit a 475 foot home run, I'd sit there and stare at it till it landed. Because shoot, I never could hit one that far. Um, but I mean, you know, it's it's just passion being displayed in different ways. I feel like. Um, but you're right. There's a lot of people that are stuck in their ways that say that, you know, you know, that, that has no place in the sport. Well, newsflash, buddy, it's going to be in the sport for a very long time. And we hope so. And we were talking about the Korean baseball. So we got off a little bit. of. Oh, no, we're we're good, man. Sometimes, sometimes these are the best things. Sometimes these are some of the best podcasts, you know, you you find another topic and you kind of just run with it. Well, and, and Korean
1: baseball, I believe, is doing this well. I I would hate, I would like to be more educated on it and hopefully i start watching a little more of it. Uh, Pick a team and just watch just even like Japanese baseball. And again, back to the the Caribbean baseball that we, that you see like even now, right now in the winter, you you could just see that passion. Um, And uh, that's, that's what we want. And I think what the Korean baseball league is doing with, with the the strike zone is, Hey, let's try something new with, you know, if something's not working, let's, let's see what we can do. And, and, uh, sometimes a call like that can – calls like that really flip the, the, the script of the game. So, to yeah.
0: me, that's – why not? Why not try it? I know that there's a Twitter page out there that um, that comes out after every game. And, or if there's an umpire that maybe was a little bit controversial um, the night before, they come out and they, they come out with, like, the missed call percentages, um, the, um, the calls they got right, the calls they got wrong, the strike zone. And yeah, they call it the, umpire scorecard. Yeah, umpire scorecard. That's what it's called. Um, and I mean, I like that. I would. I mean, I, I, it almost feels like that's what the Korean baseball league is doing. Um, that's what the league's doing. And they're not having just you know Twitter evaluate it. They're having the actual league evaluate the scorecards. And you know, they're basing that they're basing the scorecards off of you know, hey, if you do really well, you'll get a promotion, or if you do really well you'll get bigger games. You'll get the playoff games. And if you're not doing so well, we'll consider demoting you to the minor leagues or whatever they have out there. Angel uh, Hernandez
1: would be in big trouble.
0: Oh, Angel Hernandez would have been fired by now. Angel Hernandez would be calling Little League. And I don't even know. Yeah. And that's that's insulting to Little Leaguers. But anyway, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of like that because I feel like, you know, again, we got a union and the umpires that, you know, it, it, it's –
1: they may not allow it, but you know one of the things is when a call way, we have a replay system that is absolutely broken. Oh yeah, and managed by the own people that are checking their own colleagues on the field. Right. Um, a chance of an electric strike zone like this happening in baseball is just a far shot because yeah. again, our very nice commissioner does not oh, care very about lovely, that. Man. Very lovely uh, man. Yes, does not really care about what the fans think, and, and the calls that are blown and games are done, and does not do anything to change how the replay system works. Even though you can basically tell the call is wrong, right? That, you know, they're still going to go with whatever they feel like. It's a it's a coin toss, honestly. Every replay, it is a coin toss. What's going to be, you know, brought back? So right, I agree. Um, Um, Something like this is not going to happen in baseball for a long time. It's sad, and I'm glad at least Korean baseball is doing it, and uh, hopefully we can see some cool results from it.
0: You know, and you know, in AAA this year they're doing robotic umpires. I mean, they're moved that robotic umpires have gone from the lower minor leagues. Now they're up to AAA. So I mean, wait. So um,
1: is Korean doing electronic strike zone or like are they? Is it just firing umpire or like demoting umpires?
0: I think they're doing an evaluation system on their umpires. That's how they're doing it, I think. Um, Yeah, I haven't read too much into that, but I thought it was very interesting, and I thought it would be something that would be a good topic of interest this week Um, because, I mean, you know how I feel about certain umpires in this league, Jose. I'm not shy about it. You've seen seen me at games. I mean. um, There's one. I'm trying to think of another
1: umpire. I know it's very easy to pick on. C.B. Buckner. Yeah, C.B. Buckner is another awful guy. Uh, Joe West absolutely awful umpire with terrible
0: character uh, i know he's like the most do you know he's got a country album out yeah he does <laughs> i listened to it a few weeks a few months ago uh, when he was actually it was while i was at a braze game he was umpiring the game and he had missed several calls throughout the night and i actually took a listen to it it was pretty great it, not, not the album but uh, it was it was good laughter if was... you look if you just
1: watch replays of joe west throwing people out there's absolutely awful calls that he's had and he has the guts to get in their face and just throw people out randomly because and guess what i mean major league baseball did absolutely nothing just let him do whatever he felt like it i guarantee you he probably uh umpired a world series and got away with it all too i mean again there's no checks
0: and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I could just bash Major League Baseball every single day if I had to. In 2010, you know, you had Jim Joyce screw up the pitcher's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at a perfect game. Oh my gosh, that was the worst thing ever. I mean, you, you're and they're continuing to get away from stuff, get away with stuff like that. So I'm happy to see, you know, leagues like the Korean Baseball League, you know, start an evaluation system. And you know, I I've been against um robotic umpiring for a long time just because I love to see you know the confrontations I love seeing Bobby Cox getting an umpire's face I love seeing Joe Girardi getting an umpire's face especially because he manages the Phillies and that means something's going wrong for the Phillies if uh, Joe Girardi is out there getting an umpire's face or Bryce Harper getting an umpire's face because he's getting ejected at least twice a season um you know, I, I've always loved seeing that. But you know, if we're gonna continue to get these call missed calls and the replay system's gonna do nothing to fix it, at this get point, you, yeah. You've get gotta you've in. gotta do something. You've gotta do something about it. And I mean, now's the better time than ever. Thankfully the replay system didn't cost us a World Series. Well, but... it almost cost us
1: a game. Imagine that game with the uh with the Dodgers. Was it the no with the Brewers? Yeah. So they couldn't ch- challenge that call that was clearly a dropped foul ball that they ruled it out. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could have honestly, and that's the beauty about, or just the beauty about the, the 2021 Braves and the fact that even though you get a call that was obviously against you, they still managed to get runs in on that inning and just kept going. Like no right. matter what happened,
0: no matter what the score was, they just kept going. So I can, I can talk about them all day long. I... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it was, it was a great season. It was, uh, even with the, missed calls. I mean, there were missed calls throughout the league. There was, I know there was one in Oakland earlier this year. I can't remember what exactly happened. I think it was Elvis Andrus or whatever, a third-base bang-bang play. And, I mean, replay got, I mean, replay changed their mind, but the, the umpires originally got the call right, I feel like, and replay came in and screwed it up. So, I mean, it's just, it never works either way. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean
1: you got two human beings that are making calls. Someone's going to make a mistake, but... I know uh, we're getting close here on time, but one last thing to make things a little more negative in terms of the lockout. Uh Uh-oh. And this is nothing nothing major. So in 1994, President Clinton appointed uh, William Ursary, I guess is how you say his name, a former director of the Federal Mediation and and Conciliation Service to mediate talks aimed at ending a player strike. Uh huh. He said, spoiler alert, it didn't work. It was Uh the 1994 season. They did the same thing. I'm not saying the same thing will happen this year, but it goes back to my point of this really not being much, and this is just another – I mean, hopefully it is. Hopefully uh, next week when we do the podcast we have some news and we're thinking opening day because it's around the corner. If this was any other season, we'd be getting ready to go and free agency should be kind of cooling off. Pitches and, and
0: catches will be reporting in less than two weeks. Yeah. For sure. and They'd For sure be reporting. Yeah. Well, right now it's not going to happen. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll continue to give you guys updates as, you know, the meetings continue to go down. We hope that progress will be made next week. It seems like one step forward, two steps back right now. But we will continue to monitor it and let you all know and give our thoughts on our lovely commissioner, Rob Manford. Um, Just such a wonderful guy. Um, But anyway, thank you for those guys. Thank you to those that are going to tune in and watch the podcast. We appreciate all the support so far um, for those that have tuned in to the first two episodes. Um, Please continue because we have a lot more content coming your way. Uh, I know we were going to talk about minor league baseball tonight, but um, we will get to that uh, in a later episode. Hopefully we'll be talking about some free agency here in the next few weeks, maybe next week, maybe in a future episode, because uh, we want to see where these hot free agents are going to end up once the lockout is over. And hopefully we'll see Freddie Freeman in a with a tomahawk across his chest and an A on his hat at the end or in the 2022 season and uh, we'll continue to keep you guys posted as all of the big news in baseball continues to unswirl as we hopefully get closer to opening day at some point this season. but anyways for Hayden McDaniel and Jose del Rio this has been another episode of Touch' em all everybody have a good night.